Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 628 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains and the roster is set. The Sens rookies are heading to Buffalo for a prospect showcase and they're bringing the big guns with them. Oh, I'm fired up for this, Ross. We're going to make a projected lineup where we think guys could slot in, who's going to have chemistry with who, and I'm so excited that we're going to get to see some Sens hockey. And one of those prospects is still a part of a trade tree that happened four years ago. We're going to look back at the Eric Carlson trade and what's left in the Senators organization. All that coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Tuesday, September 13th. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like every video just by simply clicking the thumbs up. You can subscribe to the Locked On Senators channel and make sure those notifications are on so you know when new videos go live. We appreciate all the feedback from Friday's episode with Pierre Doria. If you missed that, available again wherever you get your podcast. But Pilsy, that was a preseason kickoff. And now it really feels like hockey's around the corner now that the Sens have unveiled their roster for the upcoming rookie tournament. Yeah, Ross, I can't believe our latest episode was with general manager of the Ottawa Senators, Pierre Dorian, on the day they signed the richest contract in Ottawa Senators history. What a time to be alive. If you haven't watched that, go check it out for sure. I'm I'm glad you brought up Timmy's new contract because we had some boots on the ground reports that Timmy was at Happy Fish that night. No drinks for him. But he was buying everyone in the bar <laughs> Coronas. What an absolute beauty. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope so after getting announced, uh, putting pen to paper on a $66.8 million deal. You buy the boys and uh, everyone else a couple of rounds. So good guy, Timmy. Good guy. Absolutely. Timmy will not be at the prospect tournament, but there's a handful of guys older than him that are. That's something that still hasn't sunk into me. We talked about it at the World Juniors. This guy's still eligible to play. And I know it was kind of weird having it pushed back to the summer and all that, but unbelievable future for not only him but this senators prospect pool they're really flexing their muscle at this tournament we've seen some teams and we'll get into the bruins the sabers and uh the habs who are also in this tournament the sabers interestingly enough they're hosting the tournament wouldn't they want to put on a show owen power not gonna be there jj paterka not gonna be there either to me that's a bit of a surprise I mean, Owen Power not being there doesn't doesn't really surprise me. I, I feel like that falls in a similar category with Tim Stutzler. This guy's an NHLer. He's played I mean, eight games. Yeah, but he's a first overall draft pick on a <laughs> on a shallow rebuilding Buffalo roster. So I, I think it's fair to say he's kind of a graduate of that type of thing. But no Paterka, 
no Quinn, uh, like a lot of these guys, yeah, you would think you would want to showcase them and just kind of get the wheels spinning so they can come into the season uh, with a full head of steam. But if also if you're Buffalo, those are big investments for you. And Ross, we know the rookie tournament, it's not, it's not yeah. a safe, protected uh, guarantee that you're going to make it through without any bumps, bruises, or serious injuries. So those are guys they're going to be relying on in the NHL season. So I guess they're deciding to play it safe here. Well, the Senators are taking a different approach. They've decided that two of their injured players who recently recovered are going to be in. Actually, three, because Ridley Gregg's on the roster. So I think without further ado, why don't we pull up? We've got our projected... Ah, let's tease the lineup a little bit. Why don't we just talk? They've got all the big guns going. And I think most surprisingly, and the lead story should be Shane Pinto, a guy who seemingly had already graduated as a prospect. He made the team as a second-line center last year, Pilsy. And I know it's not this year's version of the Ottawa (laughs) Senators. It was last year's big difference there. But Shane Pinto, are you expecting this guy to just lead the charge? He wore the C last year at this tournament. Yeah, well, again, this is where with uh, guys like Pinto, Sanderson, Greg, like you mentioned, they're coming off injuries in the offseason and trying to recover. It's just about getting these guys on the ice. I'm not expecting Shane Pinto to blow the doors off and and get two points per game and have highlight real plays. Let's just get him in there taking draws, taking hits, feeling good and feeling comfortable being back out on the ice again. It's the rookie tournament. Like if, if the Sens don't win every game, it doesn't matter. If they win every game, it doesn't really matter either, right? This is all about getting these guys ice time. And for some other players that we're going to get into that a lot of Sens fans and me personally didn't really know these guys that are coming along in the rookie tournament. It's about the Sens getting eyes on some available prospects that maybe they want to bring into the fold. So mostly this tournament is just a, hey, it's been a while since we've had some games. We want to see what everybody's made of. We want to mix around, see who's got chemistry with who, and and go from there. So I'm not expecting too big of things, but yes, Shane Pinto should have no problem doing what he's been doing uh, with this crop of players he's going to be going up against in uh, with Buffalo and Montreal and Boston. Quick, quick programming note. We're doing Locked On's Senators is going to be live Tuesday today. You're listening to it right now. Wednesday, we're going to have a Send Central Citizen. And on Thursday, we're going to do deep dives into three players to watch at this upcoming rookie tournament. But that to say... No spoilers, Pilsy, but who's the one guy? And maybe it'll be a different reasoning, and maybe this is a guy who's not even on your list, but who's someone who you're really excited to see at this upcoming weekend event? I mean, there's a lot of guys. Uh, If I'm going to go quickly... Nine locked-on Senators guests on this roster of 20 players. Yeah, not a big deal. So a little Sen Central bump going to be happening, (laughs) that's for sure. But uh, I'm going to go with my guy, Ross, uh, Thomas Samara. I'm really excited to see him uh, in a Sens uniform playing in this rookie tournament. It'll be interesting to see who his D partner will be. But Ross, as our good friend at Sens Prospects noted, so far through uh, the OHL preseason games, Hamara is the leading defenseman in points with six points in four games. So He's come over to North America with a bit of swagger, and uh, that's what I like to see. So I'm glad he's kind of coming in hot. And he's, other than Jake Sanderson, he's probably the top, top kind of guy that's going to be here on the back end. So I'm very excited to see what he has. And hopefully we can see him in some special teams opportunities, power play, penalty kill, et cetera. 
Hamara is one of two 2022 draft picks from the Sens who will be at this event. The other is Jory and Donovan, so both guys on the back end. No Philip Nordberg, still the mythical creature. Oscar Pedersen already started his season overseas with Rogla, and then the U.S. college kids are not able to attend. Unfortunately, still no Tyler Clevin in a Sens uniform. Pilsy, I'm patiently waiting. We had the dev camp. He was unfortunately unable to go because of family uh, situation. So can't wait for Clevin to make his appearance at the end of this season. But to start the year, I got to be looking at my boy Crooker, Angus Crookshank, coming off a full season off. And keep it simple, stupid. It's nothing like uh, these other guys who are fighting for contracts for Crookshank. I want him to get through it, feel good, take some contact, and be ready to go for main camp. Let's. I'm ready to go for our projected lineup. Let's say hi to one of our favorite sponsors. Then we'll get into our projected lineups. And can you believe it? It's already been four years to the day since Eric Carlson was traded. Yeah, that seems like a lifetime ago, Ross. But if you want to have a healthy lifetime, it starts simply with Athletic Greens, product AG1. I mean, this is something, Ross, I've been taking every day. And there's a lot of reasons. One, I'm a simple guy. It's simple. One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more, so you can start your day off right. That's what I like about it, too, is it's healthy and it's delicious. It's also lifestyle-friendly, whether you're uh, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting great. Now, sure, it tastes great, but how much is it going to cost? It costs you less than $3 a day to invest in your health. It's cheaper than your coffee habit, Ross. I know you're a big coffee guy, so if you can justify getting a coffee every day, you can certainly justify getting a healthy drink that's going to make your life better. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in your cup of water every day. That's it. No need for all these pills and supplements. You can have a much simpler setup with Athletic Greens. And to make it easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of uh, immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. They're going to hook you up with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance from Athletic Greens. If you want to have a healthy lifetime, what an absolute, (laughs) what a way to get into the ad. All right, Pilsy, it's time for the projected lineup of the Sens rookies. We're going to pull it up if you're watching on YouTube, if you're in the car. Let's roll through the prospects first, and then we'll get into the lines, why we have them where they are. So Shane Pinto, who we mentioned will be attending, I would imagine he's going to be the captain of this team. He's at the top line center for me, alongside Victor Lodine, another like somewhat surprising guy to see there. He's 22 years old, but again, just came over to North America, so good to get him in games. Tyler Boucher will be there, Ridley Gregg. Roby Yarventi and Carson Latimer. The third line we've got, talk about heavy hockey, Zach Ostapchuk, Angus Crookshank. And then we've got our first of a couple um, of a couple invites to this camp. Kyle McDonald, who played with North Bay, will be there. And then I've got Philip Dau at center on the fourth line with Vlad 
and, and uh, Zach Lavoie. Vlad is um, Reed Vlad is another invite. Same with Zach Lavoie. Interesting note though: McDonald and Lavoie both Ottawa natives. On the back end, Jake Sanderson and Max Gannett, Thomas Hamara and Ben Roger, and then Chandler Romeo and Jory and Donovan. The two tendies, the boys, both. LOSP guests, hashtag goalie friendly show. Mad Sogard and Kevin Mandalazy will both be in the pipes. There's a few invites there that I put as extras as well. Rollins, Newcomb, Xavier Bernard signed a two-way ECHL AHL deal. So you might see him a bit in Belleville this year. And Massicot is uh, the other guy from Shawinigan as well. And Robiart is going to be the backup tandy in case something happens, I'd imagine, to Sogard or Mando Pilsy. Run me through what you like or what you're still on the fence about when it comes to how we've organized this roster that will be coached, by the way, by Troy Mann, as DJ Smith will be up with a pen and paper taking notes throughout this tournament. Yep, uh, Belleville's assistants, uh, Ben Sexton, and I'm blanking on the other assistant coach uh, right Dave now. Bell. Yes, that's it. Thank you for jumping in there. They will also be on the bench. So that, I, I feel like that's the appropriate thing, right? Because a lot of these guys likely will be in Belleville. And it, it's good for Troy Mann to get acquainted, acquainted with uh, some of the newcomers here. So that's an excellent decision. I think pretty much uh, I, w- I would agree with every way these lines are done here. Maybe the only difference is I would try to get Crooker on the second line and possibly get Yarventi on the first first line. But all these guys are in great spots, and I think the chemistry with the style of play that uh, is lined up here fits pretty nicely. Yeah, not too bad, hey? I, I'm pretty excited to see how the goaltending holds up too, right? Because these guys, you expect Sogard to be the, the goalie of the future here. I'd expect him to have a great camp. Just two weeks ago, he was at the BioSteel camp taking shots for McKinnon, McCarr, yeah. uh, Bedard, who else? We got McDavid there, all those guys. And now he's going up against who? Like Ryan Francis, Owen Beck? Jan Nishak? Like, no, all good. But I'm expecting him to dominate this tournament now as he's he's one of the older guys now, man. Uh, yep. So I'm, I'm expecting good things from Sogard. But where do you think the biggest strength of this team lies? Got to be the goaltending, I would say. Like, Sogard and Mando are massive, massive goalies. Uh, they, they each have uh, AHL experience under their belt a couple seasons. So I think the goaltending, uh, especially looking at other teams' goalies who... I haven't heard really, of anyone. Yeah, exactly. We don't really know too much about. It's The goaltending is going to be the big strength here. Yeah, pretty excited to see that. But I don't think they're going to have a problem scoring goals either with, the, with this no. lineup. Is there, if you had to call, I know you like asking our Sens Central citizens, who do you think is going to lead the Sens in points this season? Who's going to lead this three-game tournament in scoring for Ottawa? You know, I want to go right away with Pinto, but I'm going to go with Ridley Gregg just because I think his stock is so high right now. He's a guy that plays high energy, and when he's playing up against his peers, he, he just dominates, right? Like we saw it in the World Juniors. He dominated in the WHL. Where I think Greg will have some some transitional uh, kind of woes is when he goes to the professional leagues, AHL or NHL, wherever he ends up. But up against guys who are similar age and similar experience with him, I think he's just going to be kind of the, the cream of the crop here. So I think really Greg's going to have a massive tournament. Just for the banter. 
I'm going with Tyler Boucher. How unreal would that be? If he, if he comes in there, gets like three goals, two assists in, in three games, that sort of thing, that would be all time. But in all seriousness, I think Victor Lodin is my guy to, okay. to watch for here because he's got the experience. He's already played three years pro in yeah. Sweden, and now he's coming over here like, wait, this is this is what I'm playing against? I already I already dominated the AHL when I started there. So I think that he's, he's in for a treat, and he's going to have space to stick handle, and I think we're going to see a couple highlight reel moves from Victor Lodine. But look, top to bottom, as we're seeing here on this depth chart, you can't really go wrong. Like, look at just the strength down the middle with Pinto, Greg, Ostapchuk, and Dau. Like, no other team in this tournament is putting up even even a top two that can compete with that top four. Like, I think Philip Dau would be a top six center on any of the other teams in this tournament. Yeah, definitely. And, and and like we said, Pinto, he doesn't really need to be here, but it's been so long since he's played in games. Use these as nice, uh, easy kind of uh, <laughs> way to get back into form here and get back on the ice. And McDonald and Lavoie are two names I'm going to keep an eye on as well because the Senators right now are sitting at 44 contracts. And, yep. of course, that does leave a little wig room, especially after. And who knows what's happening with Alex Formanton, but with those two guys, I think that there's legitimately a contract on the table, like we saw for Parker Kelly a few years ago, and that bet has certainly already started to pay dividends with a guy who's been in, or been in National Hockey League games and expected to continue that. So I'm excited to see Parker Kelly uh, make his next impact, and maybe there's a new age Parker Kelly coming in this rookie tournament. The games, I know you're wondering, when does this tournament happen and can I watch it? I hope so. On the ladder, I'd expect it to be streamed on YouTube. The Sens games are against Boston at 3.30 Eastern on Friday, against Montreal at noon Eastern on Sunday, and they'll wrap up on Monday at 1.30 Eastern against Buffalo. Locked On Senators will go live Monday morning, and we'll have a recap of the first two games, and then our full rookie tournament recap will come on Tuesday, Pilsy. On Wednesday, the 21st, Sens main camp begins we are oh so close to hockey season and Pierre Dorian he's been known to make moves before training camp just ask Eric Carlson four years ago today so coming up on the other side we'll wrap up today's show with a quick discussion about what's left in the organization from that trade all that coming up stay tuned to Locked On Senators all right Pilsy so the the trade TM Right at the end of that. Eric Carlson and Francis Perron, can't forget about him, uh, to the uh, the San Jose Sharks in exchange at the time for Chris Tierney, Dylan DeMello, Rudolph Balsers, Josh Norris, a first-round pick in either 2019 or 2020, a second-round pick in 2019, and a second-round pick in 2021. <sighs> Deep breath after all those assets. And there was actually another asset that was two games away from happening. So yes. because Eric oh. Carlson re-signed, they got that extra second round pick. If they had gotten to the uh, final that year, that would have upgraded to a first round pick. And they lost to St. Louis in six games in the conference final. Oh, so close, but I think we can let bygones be bygones <laughs> there. Hey, Pilsy, as good yeah. as William Eklund would look as an Ottawa Senator right now, although they probably would have taken Tyler Boucher seventh overall with that pick. <laughs> uh, I do think that this still looks pretty good when you look back at what it's become now, even though a handful of those guys I mentioned at the time are no longer with Ottawa. Yeah. 
like this trade will send shockwaves through both organizations for a long time, especially the Ottawa Senators. Like I remember when it happened, Ross, um, my kind of thinking and what I tweeted out is Pierre Dorian collected six singles that he's hoping will stretch into doubles. Well, it's more like it was like three doubles that stretched into triples. And then he, with the Tim Stutzla draft pick, he basically pulled off the Ramel Tapia inside the park grand slam uh, that the Jays uh, did this, this season because Tim Stutzla coming to the Ottawa Senators as part of that trade. Monumental like that is, and it's, it's crazy that we're revisiting this now right after Stutzla signs his first new contract off the ELC. Like, I'm pretty stoked about the Carlson trade, not going to lie. No doubt. I think something interesting to note is if Evander Kane didn't re-sign in San Jose, Ottawa would have gotten the 2019 first from them, which would have been, I think, 28th overall. Because they owed... How does the Kane thing come in place? They owed Buffalo a conditional first-round pick. Ah. So because he re-signed, they had to give Buffalo their 2019 first round pick, right. which pushed Ottawa's to 2020. Thank, thank you, Martin Jones. Oh. And it all worked out pretty well. And Aaron Dell. Don't forget yes. to thank Aaron Dell. Yeah. <laughs> Only time I'm ever going to thank that clown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just crazy to think, like, put yourself back to that day, Ross. I think a lot of us were disappointed because the the big rumors that were flying around is – Timo Meyer, uh, or there's going to be an impactful NHL-ready guy that's going to come back. There has to be. We're trading Eric friggin' Carlson. And it was a lot of kind of depth guys uh, from San Jose and then some some magic bean lottery draft picks that you're hoping grow into the, the bean plant that's so legendary. And they did with Tim Stutzla and, and even beyond Tim Stutzla. Like all of these... If you're uh, just listening in the car, we pulled up on YouTube the ins and outs of this trade. I mean, Josh Norris was a big part of that trade at the time, but I don't think anyone truly knew his magnitude because he was coming off an injury season in Michigan, and we weren't really sure what he could actually produce because we hadn't seen him in a while. We knew he was Brady Kachuk's best friend, so we were going (laughs) off that. And then the draft picks that turn into eventually Tim Stutzla, Zach Ostapchuk, Levy Marilinen and Mad Sogard have all been massive parts of this prospect pipeline. And don't forget my guy, Rudolph Balsers, who was so good that as soon as he was available to be claimed on waivers, the Sharks were like, we need that guy back right away. Yeah, they did. To me, I, like Norris really jumped out when he was wearing the A at the World Junior, six points in seven games right after being acquired there. I know the injury sucked. I think it was like a separated shoulder. Shocker mm-hmm. with, with Sen's luck for, yeah. for shoulder injuries. But Ever since then, I mean, you look at the production, just so good in the AHL, Rookie of the Year, and then in the NHL. But this this deal really becomes lopsided because, I mean, I think the the demise of Eric Carlson is is a little exaggerated. That to say, injuries and cap hit certainly make it that. But, like, when he's in the lineup, like, last year he was, like, pretty close to a point-per-game player. The only problem is he played, like, 38 games or 39 games. I know it's like a hamstring. His, his legs are just giving out on him for probably – from leading the NHL in yeah. ice time for like four straight years. So it, it's tough. It's almost like buying a horse who's already won races after race after yeah. races, Norris trophies in this case. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to like, he's that guy. I'm going to give him eight years. And it's like, well, 
in eight years, he might be in a glue factory, maybe even in six. So I think that you really have to bet on potential, which is what Ottawa's done, ironically enough, with the two players they got in this trade, signing them for eight years at a number that some people from the outside are like, oh, that's too high, where it's like they're going to grow into that number, hopefully, whereas Eric Carlson is growing out of that number. Honestly, if Eric Carlson was still on the contract that he was in in Ottawa, he'd probably be, this would still be a win for the Sens, but I don't think it would be considered as lopsided. Like if Eric Carlson was making six and a half million, all of a yeah. sudden you're like, okay, like he's still a great player when he's in the lineup, but we got to deal with those injuries. He's 32 years old now. Whereas I think what you're seeing right now is, um, and still another wave to come because Zach Ostapchuk is is uh, only rising in his stock since the middle of last season. Levy Marilinen, I know it's been kind of an up and down performance. I'm excited to see what he has in store for this year. He was, of course, acquired for Dylan DeMello. That third round pick became yep. Marilinen. And I put a little asterisk beside Mad Sogard because it was still a 2019 pick. But just like they did with Tyler Clevin, they packaged the pick that San Jose gave. And I think it was like a third or a fourth rounder to move up five spots. So I still consider it a part of that because they wouldn't have had that asset without this trade. But there is a bit of an asterisk because they traded up to, I think, the late 30s, early 40s to get him from what would have been a middle-of-the-round pick. And, of course, sucks that Rudy went on on waivers. He's still, I think, a, a contributing top nine-ish player. But yep. like I think we said at the time, like there's room for one. Who was it between? It was between Balser, Schlappick, and who? Uh, not Logan Brown. Who? No, who no. It would have been? Have been a oh, uh, Bramoff. Abramov, there you go. Yeah. And, uh, none. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the crazy thing is that, look, like Pierre Dorian said, they offered Eric Carlson the contract. They knew he wasn't going to take it. They knew he wanted out of here. But if, let's just say, the Sens and Carlson agreed to that contract he's with in San Jose now, where would this franchise be? Like, they, they'd be where the Sharks are in... in yeah. uh, a terrible middle place and they have all these contracts like and that's the thing too when the sharks sent all these assets to acquire carlson i was so confused by that because they already had brent burns on a massive deal that was gonna eventually age out and they had to find their way out of that sending him to carolina they already had mark edward vlasic who was on a massive deal that was going to age out that they're still attached to so bringing in eric carlson as a third guy that they were paying for his decline essentially was such a head scratcher to me. And I think ultimately that's not to Eric Carlson's fault, but signing him at that time and in that cap structure has kind of been the demise of the San Jose Sharks because they still have a bunch of those pieces. They still have Meyer. They still have uh, Logan Couture. They still have uh, Vlasic and Carlson, but they're not able to kind of make this push here because they're strapped with all these heavy contracts and they don't have enough boost coming from their prospect pipeline to get them out of that. So crazy times for Sharks fans. This was yep. the tweet the Sens put out. News release. Sens complete the most important trade in rebuild. Acquire six assets in Eric Carlson trade. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Six assets was such a Twitter uh, trending topic. Though. Yeah. That's what everyone was focused on. Six assets. Yeah, well, it worked out well. Now, four Years later, I'm sure it's a, a trade that we'll look back on each and every year, much like we do with the Jason Spezza and Zdeno Chara in exchange for Alexi Yashin, and hopefully plenty more good trades to come. We know that you can't win them all. Uh, we already had a, a Send Central citizen, Andy, say, now do the stone trade when I tweeted that out at Send Central. 
Can't win them all, but certainly the ones you do, you may as well win them in a landslide like the Sens did. Hey, unbelievable week here on Locked On Senders. We're fired up that hockey is returning, well, in, in form of rookies on Friday. You know, we're your home for Belleville Sens coverage just as much as the Ottawa Senators. So we're excited to take a peek at what the next wave of Senators are going to look like. And then the 21st, it's back to Sens training camp. Locked On Senators will be back to five times a week on Monday. September 19th, which Justin Trudeau just announced, is a federal holiday for uh, for the Queen. So, Pilsy, maybe we get time and a half on, on that episode. That's good. I have been mourning the Queen uh, a lot, so I'm glad I'll now have the time, the time off to properly do so. Um, <laughs> and, and just more news and notes. Ross, both of us are kind of tired of this, but it has to be said because we announced the link oh, yeah. is going to be ready on Friday. It was not. Monday at the latest you're listening to this i know it's tuesday there's it's out of our hands we've done everything we do we can do we've followed up we've made sure hey how are things going here if you're one of those people that panic bought a ticket for the home opener in another section i pity you because you're gonna miss <laughs> out um, just be no, honest no, we'll have some beers we'll have some fun oh yeah yeah well it's, it's gonna be a great time but you jump the gun you hit the panic button too soon those seats are reserved. They're not going anywhere. Our section is reserved. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be available. It's just a matter of when the Sens can figure out the website and the link. The link is coming. Do not message us asking where the link is. The Please. millisecond that link is ready, you will know. I you don't promise think I'm you ready that. To, you don't think I'm ready to drop the latest doodling Daryl? Oh, my Make God. Sure? I can't believe we're sitting on that. This is You the don't most- think I'm ready? It's the most epic doodling Daryl of us involved that there's been. And we're so excited to drop this link. We want as many people to come. But please, do not message us asking about the link anymore. We we can't do anything else. We can't do anything else. I love the passion. Yeah, we're stoked you guys are excited. We're just as excited. But we, it's out of our hands. That's all I want to say. The link is coming. I promise you the tickets are reserved. If you want them, just be patient. And turn on your notifications to at Send Central on Twitter. That is where I'm going to drop the link as soon as possible. We'll be back tomorrow with more for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day.